Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Not Good Presents BBC. And what does BBC stand for? Best Book Club. Nailed it. And that's Kelsey. And with us we have uh, Jacob. Hey everyone. Hey, welcome back. Clark. Hello. And Brett. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Brett's been practicing that uh, introduction How all close week. close do we need to get to this mic? Closer if you can. Uh, but yeah, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to BBC. That stands for Best Book Club, as we mentioned. And uh, yeah, we read another banger of a book. Well, we'll talk about that and uh, what we all thought about it. It is Verity. Is that how you pronounce it? Verity? Sure. Yep. Colleen Hoover. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Colleen Hoover as a writer, Great as an author. vacuum cleaner. Well, I was going to say, is it uh, is her last name Hoover because her writing style sucks? <laughs> Like the vacuum cleaner? Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, bad. That's, Insert rim shot here. That's going to be like all my jokes. They're just going <laughs> to not land and fail. But all right. They're going to suck? <laughs> yeah, there, you go, there you go. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, but let's first, before we really get into like the specifics of the story and her writing style, let's talk about reading habits. I'd love to start the podcast of our book club like that. Let's go around the room. How are you guys on reading the book this time around? Let's start with Jacob. Um... I thought it was a really quick read, mm-hmm. but I didn't sit down to do it that quickly. But when I did sit down, it went pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. It was pretty simple. Yeah. Easy to breeze through it, I suppose. Totally. A lot of things that I've been reading to online, people have been saying similar things where they're like, this is one that I, I could breeze through in one sitting. Um, and and actually, someone that was going to be on this podcast too, that is a one an honorary member potentially of the book club, uh, read this book, and she said that she was going to read it twice because she liked it that much and it was that quick of a read for her. Um, did you feel that same way? And what was your reading habit for this one? So it went really quick for me too, but I can't just sit all day and read one book. Right. Um, one of my coworkers, she did say that it also took her just one day. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm excited. And then, but I did read it really quickly and I moved on to another Colleen Hoover book. Okay. So I've read a couple books since I finished this one. So it got me reading. Yes, yeah, it took us a while to meet up and uh, get our schedules to align to talk about uh, about this one. Right. Um, I but, forget about it. I forget what happened. Well, and for Is me, yeah, yeah, totally. I do too. Oh. Uh, and for me, for my reading style of this one, I was like, once I actually devoted the time to do it, but a lot of, I think the main reason why we didn't meet right away was because of me, because I couldn't finish it and find the time to finish it right away. But once I did, and I actually made the time, I was like, okay, I'm going to read an hour a night. And then I actually started getting into it, and I was able to whip through it in about three nights. So it was a pretty pretty quick read. Did you finish it? I did. Okay. Yep. I know uh, we were just talking about before the mics heat, heated up that uh, whether or not I did finish it, and I did. Um, and we'll talk about the ending as well. <laughs> You'll start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll start. We'll talk about the ending. Um, reading um, habits for you guys. My reading habit, this is, uh, you know, I've actually gotten into a good groove of not sitting down for an hour, but I sit down for like, because if I do an hour, I, that puts too much pressure on myself. And I'm like, I can't sit still for an hour, mm. no matter what I do. Um, can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I sit down for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. And I'll read it in the morning, 10 minutes, knock I'm it out. <laughs> 15, lunch, maybe 10 at night. Okay. And boom, the whole book is done because it's a Colleen Hoover novel. What do you mean by that? Clark, you're up next. 
I didn't even sit down to read this. I read it standing up. Wow. Because you pull ups one handed. Yeah. yeah, with my teeth. Is that because you couldn't put it down because it was such a fascinating read? No, it took me a couple weeks to read it. Okay. But it was an easy read. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the author, Colleen Hoover. Now, her style is how would you classify one this book? And then her usual writing style. Does she have like a genre? Does she go from different genres? Well, Kelsey says she read another one of her novels. Yeah. Hotspot. Yep. Um, so I think her writing is more geared towards women. Okay. Um, it's a lot of like love and like spicy scenes, as you guys have um, witnessed or not witnessed, but read reenacted um, yeah, <laughs> yeah reenacted re yes yeah. <laughs> um because the next book i read it was you know kind of like a love story but with a lot of drama mm -hmm. this one was more of like a thriller spin-off to yeah. it which i don't know i mean i don't know colleen personally or very well or her writing um well but we actually we have her on the other line <laughs> oh it's a i think it's like a What's the what's the teen bopper maybe and like young adults and women? Is yeah. it kind of. is it fair? I've seen online a lot of people's like sometimes they say it in more of a I feel like a derogatory way where they say it's oh this is just like a romance novel. Yeah, or like a what's it called? Uh, smut. 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 Oh. I'm like smut. mucky. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> muddy. Like it's just McDaniel yeah. Steel. It's wet and muddy and <laughs> all of that that's what i said daniel Steele. daniel i didn't say daniel yeah you said danny Steele. that's exactly danny what you just steal that's like a poor name <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i what'd you guys think of her writing style too i don't really have an opinion about it, i suppose it, like we said it was just kind of easy to read yeah i was there was nothing difficult to go through i didn't have to google one word usually i have to like right, look up a no, word or well, yeah you should have to I look up a word or two because i'm like and then she explained what the word was i'm mean, usually like you know this word is not in my vocabulary i have no clue so i google it but then when she's talking about like bite marks on the headboard i'm like i know exactly what that's <laughs> like so i i don't have to look anything up you know well, that is, a, yeah, that is a spicy element of the story, which there is a lot of ridiculous element. Do you feel like, um, you, you mentioned smut a little bit. Does it borderline on that? Is it, is it penthouse form, or is it lighter than that? Way lighter. It wasn't yeah. that hot. Right. I haven't read enough smut to know the... <laughs> I've read plenty you know. of penthouse form. But I, I will penthouse, say, penthouse. I did read the acknowledgments at the end, yes. and... They Colleen. thank she thanked Penthouse for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, you made my smut dream come true. No, um, I, w I I haven't. Uh, she said this was a de departure from her normal writing style. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious of what part was the departure, right? Right. Or like what? Yeah, half of it was, or what it was not. And I don't know. It was kind of interesting to read it because it's like it is pretty. You know, it'll be suspenseful, some background characters, and then all of a sudden it'll take like a, a one and a half page detour to fully describe like, you know, what they're engaging in and what the sexual act is and all right. that. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was, uh, but, you know, I still feel like it was done, you know, right on the borderline. I don't think, I think it was semi-tasteful. Borderline. Yeah.
but let's go right since those are some story elements we've talked about who would like to give a summary of the story in a whole in a nutshell who would like to i think kelsey should do it she picked the book oh okay that's Clark a... just keeps on offering my <laughs> well you're my you're services all things colleen hoover <laughs> i'm really bad at explaining things but i will try okay so this story is about a woman a young writer who is kind of struggling in a new big city, runs into this guy, ends up being this like book editor guy that wants, they have this meeting and they, he wants to like have him re like finish his wife who is hospital bedridden. Yeah. Like comatose. Yep. Comatose. And, and her name, uh, the struggling writer is Lowen Ashley. Yeah. And she meets Jeremy Crawford, who's the husband yeah. of Verity Crawford. Yes. Yep. Who's gonna finish you guys know wife. this book better than I do. Yeah. I finished yeah, it like two the women are ago. named Lowen and Verity, and then she writes Jeremy. Can't even give the guy an interesting name. <laughs> anyway, so this young writer <laughs> ends up going out to this uh, the house of the, the famous writer and her husband, and they have a young child. Mm-hmm. And she starts to work through and like read Verity's work, try to get like an understanding of the type of writer that she is. Yeah, because she has to finish a three three books of this nine book deal. Yes. So she's got to finish that. Um, and basically the the husband and the wife, this is what they're saying anyways. This is what the husband says. First off, Jeremy says. Well, hold on. Kelsey skipped over the, the part at the beginning where a guy literally dies. See, we were, ta- we were talking so about that. It seems so unnecessary to the plot. Exactly. Yes. That's yeah. why I didn't say it. Well, you should mention it, that it was completely unnecessary. It was a weird writing thing. It was yeah. a weird, yeah. So, and basically what Clark alluded to is that um, – so you have Lowen, who was going, you know, on her way for this job interview, essentially, or this thing that could be a potential book deal. And she witnesses, um, is it a... Whose mom a, just died from, like, cancer. She was taking care of her mom. Right. And it's yeah. like a car accident, right? Is yep. it, yeah. So someone gets right blood. Guy, like, darts out in traffic or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super graphic. And yeah. they even describe, like, the popping of the head. And yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And that was, yeah, I was I like, I thought we were off to a good start. Yeah. I did too. Like, I did too. Oh, yeah. Where is this Holy going? Shit. And yep. then there was just one in the first chapter. And, and then it slowed down. Yeah. Um, and, but they never readdressed that. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, yeah, yeah what like was it? It's just like a welcome to New York thing. Right. Well, maybe just like, yeah, how she's like alone and like confused in like this new big city. I don't know. She's, hit a, she's hit a low point. Yeah. Yes. And she's got nobody to like, comfort her during this low point she's kind of alone so she's that's alone. true yeah she's alone she's at alone. this point in the time <laughs> good one brett all right so continue oh sorry man he beat you that joke yeah. <laughs> so she stays in this house and uses verity's office and verity is in the house bedridden um she has nurses that come in and out or so we think. Um, and she is reading up on her material ends up finding this manuscript um, and this manuscript is written by Verity and it's like her past several years of life written and she gets hooked because it's, um, I don't know what the word for it is. Salacious. Salacious. Yeah. Like yeah. Way too salacious. Well, and she talks about, uh, in the first part of that manuscript saying that people that read this, if her fans read it, they won't like her anymore. Yeah. And so already you're like, whoa, okay, where's this going? So she's starting to read the manuscript and then also kind of developing this crush with Jeremy, the husband, who's taking care of his bedridden wife upstairs. Um, and they kind of form this relationship. And, um, yeah, how far do you want me to go? No, go yeah, go take us all the way. Um, <laughs> so 
Um, Bring it home. So she she ends up staying longer at the house than she had planned because one, she was poor. She got um, evicted from her apartment, mm-hmm. um, and she gets hooked on this manuscript. And so she's reading it and reading it, and then weird things start to happen. Uh, she sees Verity, you know, like a an image on top of the stairs, and she and then like she looks again, and then it's gone. Yeah, and the image you know? she thinks it's Verity there, and she's clenching her fist because she just saw. Um, Jeremy and Lowen engage for the first time where they're like, oh, this could be like the hookup. Yeah. You know, you're thinking the whole book, there's this tension of will they, won't they, that they use as a big plot device in a lot of these, um, you know, romance novels, rom-coms, all that. But, uh, but then as they're doing that, she looks up and it ruins and kills the mood because she sees Verity up there and she's clenching her fist like she's upset. But yep. then when she looks back, she's gone. Right. Yeah. And that part, I think, is so creepy. It was very creepy. It was, like, very horror element. Yeah. I like that. I like that part. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but did you guess early on, like, okay, she's clearly faking it? Well, I thought maybe it had to be something else, because I was like, I don't know. There's just... Well, because, like, the the crew, like, weird name, first off, Mm -hmm. mentions, like, oh, yeah, I talked to mommy. Right. Well, you were just complaining about how guys don't get cool names. And then the crew is no, kind of a cool, a cool name. name. Hey, well, yeah. That's not a guy. That's yeah. a child. <laughs> <laughs> and then they explain later why he's named Crew. And why is that? Because he was conceived while they were on a boat. Huh. I uh, had a roommate. Cool. I had a, <laughs> a couple loads on the boat. I had a roommate. <laughs> I, had a, uh, I had a roommate in college whose name was Jacques. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Are you uh, French? And he's like, no, my parents just had sex in France. Uh, and that was yeah. how he was conceived, which is weird. That seems like a weird. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah kind of cool. the start of like the hipster trend name of where you name your kids. Like, it's the start of the hipster trend. <laughs> you know. Apple. Where you name them like, yeah, Apple. Right. Yep. Matt. <laughs> very trendy. Very yes. trendy. Person, camera. All right. So, all right. Back into the story. So within the manuscript, too. Um, so kind of the backpedal Jeremy and Verity have two daughters that are dead um one mm-hmm. was a an allergic reaction and the other one drowned um while she's reading this manuscript something's come about that seems like Verity planned these murders on their children and Jeremy is torn up about it it affects his daily life um he talks about them all the time yeah um, and in her manuscript she's full-on saying that basically she felt jealous of these kids that they were basically taking the attention that her husband had given to her he was now giving to the she kids she tried to abort them while she was pregnant with them oh, that was yeah. gnarly yeah. yeah that was pretty gross and with a coat hanger and left a scar on the kids like lip right or right. cheek on the cheek yeah. yeah oh that's brutal we talked about um the bite marks in the the bed frame yes um, what was that so Lowen is staying in a room that has a headboard with bite marks in it. Um, and she's like, well, what's going on? You know, um, in the manuscript, uh, Verity talks in detail about her and Jeremy's sex life and how it's so great. And she's obsessed with it and talks about a scene where she had a bite on the headboard to like, you know, not scream or something. But I think this in turn makes Lowen kind of more interested in Jeremy. She's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, like, I want to see what that's like, right. you know? Yeah. So yeah, again, that, that, that relationship forms, um, she starts getting weirded out about some weird things happening around the house, like the image on top of the stairs. Um, what was another weird thing? Verity's, you know, unresponsive, but she will still move and like open her eyes 
And follow and like, you. And so, like, move. there's a few moments where Verity is taken outside by the nurse onto the porch and right outside the window of the office, which is just a big... The office has a big glass wall facing the river or lake outside the yard. So Verity's brought outside, and there's a couple points, I think maybe two in the book, where Verity is, like, caught facing and, like, mm-hmm. looking at Lowen while she's reading or whatever, taking a nap. And, yeah. And she's immediately startled, but then, like, when she moves around, like, Verity's face, her eyes don't move. And, like, the nurse will come by and redirect her head forward again. And so it seems, or, like, take her away. And so it seems like it's just, is it in her head? And she paranoid? Or is she actually, like, looking at her and she knows what she's thinking? Or she knows she found the manuscript? Or, you know. Right, or is she, you know, is Lowen just feeling guilty because she's basically, I mean, this guy's still married. She's moving in on a married man. Yeah, right, she's crushing right. on him. Right, and so. I should also mention that uh, Verity's book series is told as the villain is like the point of view because mm-hmm. that factors into the end of the book. It does. It seems like almost she likes the being the villain. Like she's getting some kind of pleasure from always writing from the villain's perspective. Um, and then also, isn't there a scene where it's a knife or a scissors or something like that? And they go in. I'm trying to remember what it was. If the was boy crew did crew yeah. get cut oh, yeah. with the knife, yeah. and then they go in to find the knife. Um, so Lowen goes in at first, sees the knife on the ground. She leaves. She goes back to grab the knife, and it's gone. And that's the same room where Verity is. And so then that's implied that she's grabbing the knife for her own, you know, for whatever reason she wants to use that knife later. Um, so there's all these things that pop up of like, oh, Verity's faking it. And so then. What happens? I think eventually Lowen confronts, tries to wake up Verity, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't go to Jeremy first. She's like, I know you're, I know you're alive. I know, I know you are like, come like, and she just is like point blank, like not responding. When you took me, no one told me how different. Oh, yeah, so Lowen sleepwalks. So <laughs> that she, doesn't really factor into the plot really at all. Just the locks. Well, it was a reason for her to ask Jeremy to yeah. put a lock on the outside of yeah, the door. Yeah, which then that factors into the story. And then mm-hmm. her and Jeremy slept together in the bed, and he ended up falling asleep in the bed, and they wake up, and they're, the door's locked from the outside. And mm-hmm. so they're like, how did this happen? Um, Jeremy thinks crew did it, or it just got, like... Um, stuck I yeah, guess essentially he said he tried it later and if you pull or push hard enough it'll just lock on its own he said yeah so and so he ended up breaking the window right and like yep. what kind of lock out? you think it was it was just one of those like uh like you lift up the thing and then not a Kohler usually if you close a door <laughs> yeah. like, it might have been a Kohler no Kohler <laughs> makes like sinks do they make locks <laughs> the Kohler bubbler yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was more of like a hotel kind of lock kind of thing because if you shut a door, that's the only kind of lock I can imagine would like fall into place afterward, like mm-hmm. from the momentum. Yeah, I don't think it's one of those things that you like lift up, slide, and lift down. Oh yeah, lock. Be that one, so yeah. not like a deadbolt. I was picturing a deadbolt the whole time. Mm-hmm. You're picturing more the slider. Or even sometimes yeah. I was picturing it was of padlock. Maybe, but then how, how would, would that you, you fall? How would that fall locked though? Like I don't know. That's they never explain it. Jeremy's so just an idiot, just, you know. It's more I don't know. just a thing of convenience to the plot more than anything. Yeah. Well, I think we can move to the ending. So what happens? Yeah. So I don't remember exactly how it got there, but Jeremy got his hands on the manuscript. Yeah. 
I don't she, know. She gives it to him. She does give it to him. Okay. Uh, and that's Lowen because Lowen's like, yeah, she's, he like needs, she's, she's faking it. She's faking it. Read this. He needs to know. Okay. Yeah. So she, I think she like leaves him alone to read it, and mm-hmm. then she hears him like freak out and like go upstairs and then start yelling at Verity, and then. And he's confronting her. He's yes. like confronting his wife that might be faking it. Yep. Yeah. And so Verity does eventually say, "No, no, no!" Like, "Yeah, I'm awake, but let me explain. Let me explain." Mm-hmm. Ends up killing her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, is Lowen in the room when he kills her? Too? Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. she, she helps. Tells him to ki- how to kill him. Kill her, yeah. Or kill her by putting her fingers down her throat like she tried oh, to yeah. do, according to the manuscript. Well, didn't she? And so how does the death happen, too? Like, she... Because <laughs> you don't know. No, I think a major piece that we're not describing is, like, the manuscript itself. Yes. So yeah, even from, like, chapter three to the end, yep. she's slowly reading through the, tra- the manuscript of this autobiography. And Verity writes this book... Like, it's her own feelings, but it's all sadistic, serial killer vibes, like, violent, all because of jealousy, because her husband's giving her kids love. Yeah. So there's things like, as soon as the girls are born, she absolutely hates them. She wishes they would die. And so she tries putting her fingers down one of her kids' throats after she thinks she has a dream that one of them is going to kill the other. Mm -hmm. So she tries to kill them and, like, she lets them scream for eight hours a day. And then when her husband gets home, she pretends to be the nice mother again. So she's in this manuscript that she wrote. She's the worst mother, terrible mother, and mm-hmm. like basically wants to get rid of her kids, but not sure how to without getting caught. Mm-hmm. So the only thing stopping her is getting caught. Right. Because she still wants Jeremy and to have his love. And there's times when she writes about after killing the kids, how she feels relieved then. Mm-hmm. And then so it's like she had this enjoyment because it actually is like, okay, now it's me. Yeah, but how mm-hmm. did she... There's no way she could have killed the one daughter, though. She had an allergic reaction on a, at a sleepover. I don't think she tried to kill that daughter when she had that. that, When she had, yeah, Yeah. when she had that dream, she had a dream that there are two girls, Harper and Chastin, and she had a dream that Harper was strangling her sister with a pillow or smothering her with a pillow. Mm -hmm. And after that dream, that was the first time she ever felt love for any of her kids, and it was for Chastin. It was protective. Finally, mothering instincts kicked in, and so from that point on, she's just trying to find out how to prevent Chastin's death and like kill harper basically mm-hmm. and so after she had that dream chastin and harper go to their friend's sleepover party and chastin ends up dying from a peanut allergy at the house harper was there though i think harper was there and she? and oh. and verity is convinced because of this dream that she had a while ago she's convinced that harper is the one who gave her the peanuts you know right, or like right. something and like intentionally killed her sister so she has an even more immense hatred of harper after that moment when verity dies does isn't there like a first death and then a second one like isn't that how lowen then comes in and then does the choking thing wasn't there some other way or does it go right to choke no jeremy was gonna choke her to death and she's like no stop don't you're you're gonna crush the windpipe or something yeah yeah. it'll be too obvious you killed her let's kill her in a way that maybe you can get away with right in her sleep and drown in it or yeah so then the two technically get away with murder right so that's done Right. Yeah, but guess what? It's our favorite. It's an open ending. Open ending because now is this? We mentioned a bonus. We don't know. Well, before this, before this though, like 
I think this was before no, the bonus chapter. After Jeremy killed, they her. fall in love, you know, and they're yeah. they're finally together. They're going to like move, move out of the house. Is yeah. this part of the regular yeah. part of the book? Yeah, yep. that's what I wondered. So that's the manuscript. They find they find a letter under the floorboard. No, well, no, Lowen, Lowen finds the letter. That's, only. Yeah, yeah. They're moving out of the house. Yeah, there's like a crew. There's like a what is they what do they call that? Crew says I need to get something the from the floor bottom. upstairs, and mm-hmm. as they're moving out, moving boxes out, and so Lowen goes up to figure out like what does he mean from the floor, finds this letter and reads it, and it's a letter written by Verity the night that Jeremy and Lowen were locked in that bedroom. Verity went down and typed it up, and then put the letter under the floorboard and went back to you know being unconscious, and so the letter is like the the conflicting part of the story where right. you think she's evil this whole time yep. but the letter is her saying the manuscript was a writing exercise to write from an evil point of view so reflecting back on every experience you change your emotions to be the opposite of what they really are to be the evil person mm-hmm. it's just her practicing for her book series but when right. you write like preface it all by saying this is a writing exercise Everything written is not true. Yeah, that's and what she doesn't. She just doesn't yeah. put that in there. So it's just typed up. So you and don't it's printed. Have to know if and it's, it's printed. And I don't know. It's a lot to go through for it not to be discovered. Right. And one of the biggest points is like when she talks about the load that Jeremy blows in <laughs> Verity's mouth, mm-hmm. and it's from the point <laughs> of the opposite, the antagonist. Right. So the the writing to rewind, no, that's a good point. That's a good rewind. point. Yeah, we got to rewind. Yeah, yeah rewind. She's, she said it was in the mouth, but I think in reality it's probably on the face. But it leaves it up to the reader. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. So, so if everything's opposite, if she's so this writing exercise was to be the antagonist, right? To right. be that to to write as yeah, an antagonist. Yeah. To write, yeah. And so it's like write the opposite type of thing. And so it's like. So did he not really have that big of a load that he blew in her mouth? Also, like, that's a great like, point, Brad. Yeah. So. She paints him out to be the sex god the whole time too. Right, yeah. If it's read the opposite, what yeah, if he's just true. got this tiny D? Right. Doesn't doesn't pleasure her at all. We have to all. mention that when they banged Lowen and Jeremy banged, she bit down on the headboard in the exact same spot. <laughs> and she also did an exercise to make sure that she got pregnant as well. Yeah. Right. She like lifted yeah. her hips up or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So who's the villain here? Is yeah. it Lowen? We can't skip by that. That was so. St- I I told Brett I like cringe when I read that chapter where mm-hmm. she's like, um, I'm I'm not on the pill, and he's like, Well, I don't have a condom, and then they and then they still bang, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then she like hoists up her hips afterwards because <laughs> she wants to get pregnant with this baby. Yeah. Yep. Um, that is cringe. So after. They read the manuscript and he like wake they wake her up, they kill her. They yeah, they confront her and then Well she, he's read the manuscript already. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. partially, if anything. Right, partially. Yeah. yeah no, enough I, no, to, he read the whole I think thing he read the whole thing. It was a long time. He did try to kill her. Well yeah. they said he was gone reading the manuscript for like a short period of time. He so read it before. Yeah. Tried yeah. to kill her, that's why Verity's in the bed. We haven't talked about that. Oh, that's the bonus chapter? I thought the letter is no, what he read again. No, Matt, that's in the book. <laughs> He's read it before, tried to kill Verity, ran into a tree. Verity survived, but now she's bedridden. And then he hid the manuscript. Yeah. So he's read it before. And then when he saw that Lowen knew about it, he was like, okay, we got to kill her now. Because you know, I know. Because Verity didn't preface it as this is an exercise. Everything that is written in this manuscript is not real. If she just would have prefaced it. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But I, it's open ended to where she might have been lying about that. That's that the it thing. was an exercise. Yeah, it was maybe she is a psycho. And that she really did drive into the tree herself. And killed her daughter. Right. Drowned her intentionally let her drown. Well, this brings up okay, so we talked about the ending. What did you guys think of that device? And we I want to talk about because there are some yeah, online they kept talking about some editions of the book have this bonus chapter. It wasn't the one that I had. One that just ended up that the ties way. everything together. You just had a regular tie book. I had the regular <laughs> book. It was a special new hardcover that they released within the last year, I think. And does that change the open ending at all? A little. Okay. It it's kind of still leaves some things up to you, but people aren't as what they what you think they are still. Well, let's talk about yeah. What's the yeah, bonus please chapter? Please explain because yeah. you guys read it and we didn't. Well, I think for the first part of the book, before the bonus chapter thing, the first part of the book, I thought it was going in an entirely different direction. I thought that the husband was actually like a ghostwriter for Verity. Mm. And it seemed like their roles were switched. Like he would go out and get groceries. He would take care of the kids and she was the breadwinner. And I thought Colleen Hoover was like trying to like bank on people's, I hate saying the word wokeism, but like, you know, like having equal responsibilities in the household, like banking on that because our audience is younger women, you know, mm-hmm. that like he's the ideal husband. Maybe he's in fact was the writer the whole time. Right. And so he hated the kids and killed the kids. I don't know. That's kind of what I thought, where I thought it was going mm-hmm. um, before the end, but it just kind of went in a different direction. And there's not a, too many things to prove that it wasn't him the whole time. Until, but you guys knew she until was you read it. it like the entire time, right? Because I kind of spotted that immediately. I figured too, but you know, regardless if obvious. she was evil or not, she was terrified of him killing her, whether she was innocent or guilty. So in the bonus chapter, yeah. it's kind of what has come to pass afterwards. So at the end of the book, um, Ver- or not Verity, Lowen is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find out they're pregnant. The bonus chapter, they move to a coastal city in North Carolina together to get away from the town. If anybody from the town would see them together, they move because if anybody saw them together, then they'd think some foul play is involved with Verity's death, her actual death later on. Um and the only, I think the only person that knows that there was something between them is maybe the nurse in the house. Sure. So they move to this coastal town. They have the child. This is like a, when the child is like a few months old. It's a boy named Nova. Um, a great, great, great another great name by Colleen. Uh, and so they're... But Jeremy and Corey get boring names. The, they finish... No, <laughs> Corey, the like Lowen's... Uh, oh, the oh, agent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. We don't even need to mention him. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the first book is released and it's successful. They're getting the money in for that. And then she's finished one other book and it's still writing the third, but they're not released yet. Or she's still finalizing those ones. Um, and so it was Crew and Nova and uh, Jeremy and... Uh, the main character of the book, uh, Lowen. They go to a beach to spend, have a day at the beach together. They're sitting down, and Jeremy needs to go for a morning run. So Lowen's there with the two kids. And, of course, Crew's not listening to her because he's kind of a brat and still hasn't kind of taken her under as his mother, you know. Um, 
and the whole time when they're at the beach and like she's reflecting over their time together she's constantly comparing herself to verity she feels like she's not as good of a lover as verity because jeremy hasn't fucked her like he did and hasn't given like he won't be aggressive with her especially mm. after the childbirth mm-hmm. and she wants that kind of passion from him but he won't give it so she's kind of it's kind of reflecting what verity was writing as far oh. as like she's turning into him Verity. yeah she's like she wants a body like verity's so she's trying to be fit you know she wants to she wants jeremy to want her more than verity in a physical way and an emotional way so most of the book is about them her comparing herself to Verity and feeling like she needs to be better than her. So even though Verity's dead, she can't escape her. Right. And it does kind of push more like it, it kind of fades away that open ended or open endedness of the story. Right. I think it even poses the direct question. I think it poses the direct question. Like, is she or isn't she whatever? Like the last sentence of the book is kind of takes you out of the story a little bit in a way. Or is she? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, do you think Verity was crazy? That she killed her daughter? Let's finish the bonus chapter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a, there's more? Yeah. This so, solidifies a long beliefs, I think. So they, um, they're at the beach. He goes for a run. And she's kind of wondering why he's gone so long. And she looks down the beach where he left. And there's a woman walking a dog down the, on the beach. And they're walking toward her slowly. And she still hasn't seen Jeremy. And she gets closer and closer and closer. And as she gets closer, the lady starts to look more familiar. Um, but she doesn't know anybody in North Carolina. And as the woman gets closer, she does know her. She's from Verity and Jeremy's hometown. It's the woman who was married at the supermarket. Yeah, yeah. At the supermarket who confronted her about living with a married man. Right. And she was best friends with Verity. Well, she's on vacation with her husband. Um, Ooh, they got to kill another person. Home. And so she sees them and she starts asking questions and you know she can't ignore that she's got crew with her and this new baby so she kind of has to say that it's jeremy's but jeremy comes up mid-conversation to kind of squash things and kind of end the conversation quickly to get go back to the vehicle they start walking back to the vehicle and he says i need to go take care of this basically and so he disappears over the sand dunes. She Did gets she gets the car. She gets um, kids in the car and ready to go. And he comes back soaking wet and sandy. And so he goes hmm. to kill her. And Better not kill the dog. And so they, uh, you know, you immediately know that he killed her. And the whole reason is because if they suspected any kind of weird Foul romance play. thing, it's it's. It's reason for him to kill his wife so that yeah, he can be in a relationship with her. It's total motive. He can't let that be out in public. There's, no, there's nothing tying them together in this North Carolina town anyway. So if he kills her, there's no reason for them to think, suspect it's Jeremy. So he kills her. Okay. They go back home and crew is just like, whatever, my dad's wet and everybody's dying around me <laughs> and he's just eating cereal or something. They go upstairs to shower and he kind of just stands in the bathroom and at this point, Lowen knows, okay, so he tried to kill his wife, was unsuccessful, tries to kill her again and kills her because of what she did to the family. And now he's killed this woman who's like, who could find out that he's a murderer. And so he kind of like, isn't saying too much to her. And she's thinking, I need to leave or I need to support him because mm-hmm. if I can't serve any use to him at all, I'm just another accomplice and I can give him away as a murderer. So he's probably just going to kill me. So she kind of just like goes in the bathroom. She joins him in the shower and puts on like the little physical Another action, scene. you know, a little, 
little sexy time in the shower and then she kind of just tells him like how do, how, do you, how do you need me like what can i do for you and that's kind of like the endish of the book yeah. there Huh. Wow. So she's in. She's all in at that point. She's all in because otherwise she's going to be his next victim. One thing we didn't mention, the, the letter found under the floor, mm-hmm. she found it and never shared it with Jeremy. Oh, right. right. So that letter was, you know, kind of yeah, like... Man, you want to describe that letter? Yeah, we have talked about it, actually. But it, <laughs> Clark doesn't think I've read it, but I have. And with that letter, here's why I don't like that no, bonus chapter. No, I think you read the first and last chapter. No, no, I read the whole thing. But here's why I don't like that new chapter. Because as much as I hate the open yeah, ending. Yeah, that kind of makes it worse. It, and by the way, while you were describing that shower scene, I saw Brett was ordering that, that special edition of that book. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's all in. Give me that last Next chapter. Day delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but here's why I don't like that. Because, and I, I, we've talked about this before, and all of our books seem to have the open ending, which I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, but this... What I what I well, two books that we've read. So. Well, three. No, three. three. Yeah. All good people here. Yep. Oh yeah. Paul Bear's yeah. Now Brett's, Brett's already blocked him out. How quickly I forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with the um with that oh, open yeah. ending, I still wanted to believe that the husband was good, and right. so mm-hmm. because this directly challenges that, I I'm not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's obviously that's her prerogative of how the main, she knows the characters. But me as a fan, I like that it was open ended because I'm like. There was still that part of me that was like, she wrote that letter just just to like clear herself. Confuse him. Yeah, but she could still be evil. And I kinda like that. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't think it really pushes I don't know. Online they were saying that it makes it more obvious whether or not she was innocent or not, but I still think it's kinda up in the air. Yeah. Because he didn't kill her initially because he was bad. He killed her because she killed the kids, or so he thought. Right. And so he thought it was fine. He still doesn't but he know. He knew, though. He still doesn't know, but he's just defending his family at this point, killing the second woman. Yeah. I True. Don't, it was, True. He already knew. Well, he thought he knew because he found the manuscript, and he tried to kill her, and then she crashed into the tree. And then how do you even fake being, like, comatose? That's gonna be impossible. That's what I wonder. How do you get away with that f- yeah. through doc- doctors? And I like- think the nurse had to be an accomplice, to be honest, yeah, because had, the, the nurse even said like, "It's good not to talk about them when they're in the room. You can talk to them, you know." And yeah, you know, Verity, maybe like, that's a common thing with people pissed. that are bedridden like that and still conscious, but just mm-hmm. not responsive. But that line kind of made me think. Yeah. Okay, maybe she knows that she's fine and is just trying to keep the secret, but. That's a good take on that. Well, maybe, okay. Maybe. She needs to get murdered, too. Because That's all I'm she hearing. she finally set, she's like, Jeremy, I'm faking it. That maybe set him off, finally. Because he knew already. He found the manuscript and read, mm-hmm. like, oh, she tried to abort our daughters when she was pregnant. And then she possibly killed the one, Harper. Mm-hmm. And that maybe finally set Jeremy off to, like, all right, now you got to die now, Verity. Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't he just call the cops? If the manuscript wasn't true, how you did the star that, come it could from? Be true. I know. Verity's just claiming that she wrote it as an exercise. I know. She never said that it was right. an exercise. And there's so. a scar from the aborted. Exactly. That's just a, that's oh, convenient. Yeah. So good point. Good Is point. it? Yeah. Her doctor even explained, like, yeah, baby can be born with that. So baby's born scars of the other are only are only because of product, abortion yeah. attempts. Yep, products of abortion. Coat hanger up your badge. The doctor says, like, her twin sister could have scratched her in the womb, and that's what caused it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yuck, Kelsey. And Colleen Hoover covered all her bases. Abort this conversation. (laughs) Abort, abort. You picked me up.
listen, okay, so now we just talked about the story, the ending. All in all, do you guys like the book? Do you give it a good or not good? What do you think? I'm middle of the road here. I don't know. I didn't hate it, and it was fast enough where I wasn't suffering through it. So <laughs> that might be a thing. If I was suffering through the book and it wasn't easy to read, I would hate it probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good or not good? <laughs> not good. No, he's being not ambiguous good. like the not, book's ending. Not good. <laughs> good. I'm going to go I'm gonna go. not good and not, not good. I'm going to give it a not good as well. Yeah. It's not written for me, though. So but, but, th- th- but thanks for that recommendation, Kelsey. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, in, in fairness to Colleen Hoover, <laughs> I think I enjoyed this more than all good people here. Oh, oh. hands down, I did, too. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it better than Paul Bear's. Oh. Yeah, I, I, yeah. For sure. I liked so it things are getting both, better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the up and up. Improving. Here's the thing. I'll give it a not good, but I'm still like, it was entertaining. Yeah. And I liked but, it. Yeah. Do you know I'm what? not going to probably read any of your other books. I think the thing that tipped kind of like pissed me off about the book style because you know she writes romance novels and mm-hmm. smut books like and this it is didn't really this get is that dirty though typically but i'm saying this is her deport departure from that genre yeah and it so it's thriller kid dying. and so like the whole time she's writing has like this negative character the whole time and then she goes it's a writing technique to try being the victim for these thriller books whatever it's like or trying to be the murderer you mm-hmm. know thinking from their perspective it's a writing technique it makes me think she went to a writing class after writing all those smut books, and then they're like, "Try to write a thriller, yeah. being the victor, being the villain, you know." And, Change it up, a and bit. so yeah. she like took that writing exercise, and she's like, "I'm just going to expand this outline and turn it into in a book, and I know I'm going to make millions from it." So Absolutely, it's like, yeah. I thought it was so like directly from classroom to writing book. It was just like a example. I don't know. I have to okay. Piss me off. You read that, or you explained the bonus chapter because you had a different edition than I did. Why did he even need to have to kill that woman? He couldn't explain. Like, oh yeah, Verity died, and I've grown attached to Lowen, and I want to move on. Verity's been comatose for how... Did they explain how long? Was it over a year? Two years? Yeah, a long time. Like, he can't move on? He's not allowed to move on? This, like, nosy bitch from the grocery store earlier in the book? She suspected them being in a relationship before her death. Okay, still, Verity's been comatose for a while. They're still married. He's obviously the money. The money. On? The money that they're making is because of Verity's books, and if Verity well, was Lowen's dead, writing the books, it's just under a pseudonym or well, whatever. But well, you what know, was her before the books even ridiculous. released? Though. It was like Sarah Jones. It was the most basic yeah. name. I kind of had. Uh, so let's say that was all real, and like let's say, well, even then, so the husband knows that Verity's like not going to come back, right? Mm-hmm. She's in the in the comatose situation. So him having like going through with the rest of the book deal. I know he's trying to take care of himself and his son and all that. Well, yeah, we never even mentioned but is, that. Is he that read Lowen's book. Right. And he li- that's why he picked Lowen. He had a fascination with But he never writing. read any of Verity's books. Yeah. Or he read first the first one. First one, yeah. Why did he read the rest of his her books? He said it was like too weird that she was writing from the villain's perspective. She didn't like, he didn't like being inside her mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that, Brett? He didn't like being inside of her mind. Good point. But rather her bad. Hey But so, Mike. Like my question is: is is that? Do you think that's an ethical move that he just like was like? I'm still gonna try to bank on my wife's name and her writing. Like he still goes through and has this new writer to get that money and get the funds coming in. That's a sign of a bad person too. But Here maybe if she died of natural causes, I mean, they still get a check after she died. Like, 
they still get like Residuals. the money. Yeah, they yeah. still get the money from the books when she dies. But if there's any kind of suspicion of foul play or like him falling in love with Lowen while Jeremy's she's in coma, supposedly a good realtor, it's not like he couldn't make enough money. I don't yeah, think the money is motive? really. I don't think the money has anything to do with it. Well, yeah. it means a lot to Lowen. Yeah, but because that's her income. Yeah, she doesn't have another job, so like if that money doesn't come in together, they they're, both not, then they're both not. They're both not making murdering money. Murdering that that woman. No. Well, so. he was obviously going through it. I mean, he's obviously got mental shit issues going for yeah, sure. He's a psycho. Yeah. yeah. I think she deserved to die. Uh, from there, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's. She was uh, kind of a bitch, to be honest. Yeah. That's yeah. Not, Which I'll who? Give you that. She was cheating on his on her husband. Who is yeah, it? yeah. The late. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, all right. So there you go. Check that out. That's Colleen Hoover, Our and don't. that's Verity. Um, and uh, to you know, in summation, so you all got uh, you know mostly not goods. Um, but check it out. And uh, now let's talk about what we're going to be reading next month. And it is Clark's yeah, pick. My turn. Yes. My turn. It's another Colleen Hoover book. No. <laughs> it's Andy Weir. Unfortunately, Jacob's read the book already. We don't need to mention that. Yeah, you don't have to give it away right now. <laughs> All right, you can cut that. Just make him explain it at the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, because he already did. He, he actually explained a book he didn't even pick. You explained... All good people here. It's fine. Bears. Yeah, that's fine. It was a and joke. you explained Paul Bears. <laughs> it was a joke because he hasn't read it for so long. Brett, Brett tried doing Paul Bears Club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I get that. Summary on this one. <laughs> hey, Brett, how was that? Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so there you go. So check out Andy Weir. Well, Andy Weir Project Hail Mary. There you go. That'll be the next book next month. I've so, already read thirty pages. It's really good. Have you? Yep. Nice. Well, there you go. Check that out. That This has been Not Good Presents BBC number three. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, reach out notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. We'll see you guys in a month for BBC. I love you.